So I get lazy sometimes. Right. I think we've known that. I mean, me too. (laughs) Thanks. Wow. I have discovered Instacart and it has saved me a ton of time. Oh, I have that too. Sometimes I just need one thing and I'm too tired to go out and I hop on Instacart and I get it that way. Yeah. It's so simple. It's so simple and easy to use. You can find everything that you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items, which is always interesting for me because I'm like, oh yeah, I do want that. And I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. And you can shop from multiple stores and have things delivered on a single order. If you're interested, click on the link we have posted in our website. You will get free delivery on your first order over $35 if you use our link. This lets Instacart know that we sent you and it helps support our show. Hi, and welcome to episode 72 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm Ren. And I'm River. And today we are going to be talking about witchcraft basics. Yes. Mm -hmm. But first, obviously, what are we drinking? So rather than drinking, we're actually eating our cocktail Mm -hmm. tonight. So I bought this lovely pecan liqueur at the liquor store last weekend, and it tastes great just straight as a shot, uh, which is very dangerous. But Uh we heated it and poured it over vanilla ice cream, and it is wonderful. It's called, the liqueur is called artisan pecan liqueur, and it tastes just like pumpkin pie. And so we're calling this... Oh, pecan pie. Wow. It's going to be one <laughs> I know of those what you meant. It's been a uh-huh. long day, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're calling it pagan pecan ice cream. And we'll post a TikTok about how we made it. We tried to set it on fire <laughs> and that didn't work. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it wouldn't set on fire. And we had to, it was. It was yeah. the whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> we'll post what we did do with it. And it's uh-huh. delicious. So uh-huh. I highly recommend. Um, so. We've gotten some new listeners lately, and we thought we would do um, a podcast episode about witchcraft basics because mm-hmm. we do get a lot of questions about, you know, how do I start? What yeah, what do yeah. I do? So, first of all, how do you even know you're a witch? Well, some of us have always known. It's just been part of us as long as we can remember. Yeah. And some of us just realized over time that our way of life was witchy, even though we never really thought of it in terms like Mm -hmm. that, like witchcraft before. One site I found said that witchcraft is a practice of harnessing one's will to manifest their best life and become their best self. And I think that is wonderful. That's a lovely definition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's often called a path because we're all on a journey towards healing, happiness, enlightenment, whatever it is that we are pursuing. Mm -hmm. So it is a journey. It's a, it's not just bam, I'm, I'm done. It's a continual journey. And so it is called a path. Now we're all different. So no two paths are the same. The way we wander is not something that can be dictated by one witch to another, since all of us experience things differently, or we journey differently, our whole, our lives are different. So even Mm -hmm. best friends like us are not going to walk the same path the same way. Yeah. I mean, we actually honestly are not on the same path at all. We have two different 
visions for our witchcraft. Oh, we yeah. are just on the same wavelength with each other. We're good friends. So, mm-hmm. you know, just because you might even follow the same quote path as someone, you're not going to walk it the same way as those, as mm-hmm. any other mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Some view um, witchcraft as a religion. So like Wicca or the Norse uh, witchcraft that might uh, worship Viking gods or whatnot, or mm-hmm. voodoo or Santeria that, you know, to some people, witchcraft is a religion. Um, some worship personified deities, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people it's not religion at all. It has nothing to do with religion. Mm-hmm. So that being said that everything is all different. There are commonalities to consider when you're trying to figure out what your path should be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is going to depend very much on your own personal belief systems and the symbolism that your subconscious uses. Um, There might be something that really calls to you that makes your soul sing, and that might be what your calling is. Um, One way to see what might be the right path for you is to consider that subconsciousness that I'm talking about. If you close your eyes to meditate, deep breaths, that kind of thing, where does your inner mind go? You know, what, what is it that comes to mind when you're trying to um, focus yourself? And this is going to be a really important clue to what your type of magic is. So mm-hmm. it might appear as a vast library with long corridors where everything is stored, or it could be like a computer warehouse. You know, it could be very um, cold and with boxes where everything has its place. It It could be that, you know, it's a mystical type place where all the information is stored in nature and all the symbolism is about greenery and seeds and growth. You know, is it dark? Is it full of greenery? Is it water like a lake or an ocean? Does it have colors like oranges and warmth like fire? Mm -hmm. So, you know, think about what it is that your mind goes to, and that might be a clue as to what your type of magic might be. Mm -hmm. Another thing to consider when you're looking for your path, um, when you are spent and tired and drained, what is it that helps you recharge? What is it that makes you feel better? Do you find comfort in nature? Is, are you one of those people that's like, I am drained. I'm going to go out for a walk in the park or out in the forest and, Or are you one of those people that needs the buzz of the city? You know, there's a whole energy to a city. Do you recharge by being around people? You know, maybe maybe a coven is going to be your thing. Do you recharge by being alone? Maybe you're going to be a solitary witch. An important um, way to find your path is to read, research, read everything. Mm -hmm. Some books will speak to you. Some you'll find that you don't agree with. You know, there's books that talk about the, what is it called? The, 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 the rule of three, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. uh, ideas that do no harm. I mean, maybe that's not your thing. So you might not agree with every book you read. That doesn't mean that those books are quote wrong. It just means that line of thought is not for you. Mm -hmm. The moon Mm -hmm. is and always has been very important to me. 
So I love to read books on moon magic. One of my favorite all-time books is Moon Magic, a handbook of lunar cycles, lore, and mystical energies by Aurora Kane. Not, And it's not just because she has my name, my last name, <laughs> but it is a favorite of mine. And actually, I think Ren is the one that introduced me into that, to that yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. I found that book first, like, yeah, in, um, in a bookstore mm-hmm. and, uh, as I have many witchy books <laughs> and um, it called to me because moon magic has always been something that I didn't know that I was into, you mm-hmm. know, cause I was one of those who I didn't know what to call myself, but I knew that people saw me as quote unquote weird because I wanted to be outside more. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be, I, I, I hate shoes. I want to be barefoot in the wild. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like one of those quote unquote weird kids. Well, yeah, you're not a conformist. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I could like, I see myself living out in the wild and like in the forest and Mm -hmm. I want to have like a little cottage and the moon calls to me and I, (laughs) she's going to be that witch that that (laughs) lives out in the, in the woods and scares off all the people that come to visit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but the moon has always been something that's called to me and I didn't quite understand what it meant. And I, I'm one of those ones, like how you said in the beginning, like where, uh, you might have felt it and not realized it, you Mm -hmm. know? So you start to realize over time what you are or what you, what the, what your way of life. Wow. What what life you you want to live. Um, and so over time, it's kind of been that same way for me. Um, and actually the moon book was one of my very first witchcraft books that I was like, Oh, that's what I am. Like yeah, I makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I felt at home when yeah. I started to do more research and delve into what I really like and learning that I don't have to conform to a certain idea of what a quote unquote, witch, witch. is supposed mm-hmm. to be like, there's nothing, you're not supposed to be anything but yourself. That's correct. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Did mm-hmm. you know, speaking of the moon, that man has already left over 200 tons of garbage on the moon, <gasps> including 70 spaceships, backpacks, 96 bags with urine and vomit, as well no. as old boots. We've, we're already destroying the moon. Isn't that crazy? That makes me feel disgusted. Mm-hmm. I love mankind. <laughs> Yeah, that was sarcastic. We have a lot (laughs) of sarcasm to to learn as as humans. We still haven't learned our lessons. No, and I don't know if us as humanity ever will. Yeah, you know, you can try your best as an individual, but if the mass population isn't trying to help, you know, it's not going to get anywhere. Yeah, that that just blew my mind. I would have thought that. I mean, I can see like the moon rover and all of that, that we have up there. Okay. Those are going to break down and we can't just, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. hop on a rocket and go repair it or whatever. But why would we leave urine and vomit up there when we could just as easily bring it back and dispose of it here? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And that makes me sad. Crazy. Yeah. Me too. Anyway, back to finding your path. 
Um, as, <laughs> as you read and research, you're going to end up narrowing things down as to what you mm-hmm. like and things that definitely aren't your style. Yeah. And that's so, okay. I think that you should keep a book of shadows or some kind of journal. It could be a three a spiral notebook. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be pricey. You don't have to spend a ton of money. You can, and no, it's lovely yeah. to have, you know, the leather bound journals oh, yeah. and that kind yeah. of thing. I, I would love that stuff. But, you know, if, if you can't afford that, that's okay. You don't have mm-hmm. to have no, you don't. expensive things just no. to, to be a witch. Yeah. One um, of my favorite notebooks that I've had of all time. And I actually currently, it's not anything. I mean, okay, that's wrong. I was going to say it's not anything witchcraft, but it's my recipe book. Oh yeah. And you could say it it does pertain to that because I do dabble in uh, kitchen witchery. Yeah. That's Um, your book of shadows. Yeah. But here, and I know the readers, readers, (laughs) y'all are readers. The Uh, listeners. The listeners can't see it, but it's like this beautiful vintage, has dusty, uh, dusty rose color flowers on it. And it's like, it looks like, you know, I was going for the grandma vibes Mm -hmm. and I said, I want this to be like what I pass down to like my children and my children's children. Mm -hmm. And I want them to say, yep, that looks like grandma, you know, like, and that's definitely my vibe. Handwrite all of your. Oh yeah. They're all handwritten. That's amazing. And so I only have a couple in there and I actually have a list of ones that I need to add. I have a couple of recipes that I, so currently I only have, I have my chili recipe, which is very good. Mm-hmm. I have my hot chocolate recipe and I have my cheesecake recipe and I have a ton more to add. I just need to sit down and write them and in. Do but it. yeah, it's all, yeah. yeah, it's all handwritten, but this book was $12. That's awesome. And it's over, I can fit over. I want to say 300 recipes in it. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to have anything special for it to like anything expensive for it to be special. Right. You know, like, you know how beautiful this is. And I got this at Barnes and Noble. Okay. And so it was like, you guys can go and all their notebooks, they do have some pricey notebooks. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. some of their really nice ones are very expensive. Mm-hmm. But you go to the little, like the little tiny notebooks. I mean, I guess this is a standard well, notebook. Yeah. I mean, if you've got the money, then go to Etsy and oh, look at, yeah. they've got real leather bound handmade books there that are just gorgeous. Yeah. But if you don't, then you can also have something gorgeous, like what you're looking yeah. for and it's $12. And and then you can even probably at the dollar store, there's probably some really beautiful ones there too, for probably $5. Yeah, probably. So I would say you do need to have a journal for this path, especially as a beginner, which if, if you mm-hmm. are. Because, oh yeah, definitely journal. Yeah. Journal all the way through, you know, you can, when you're doing your research, write down whatever it is you come across that means something to you, put snippets of things that you've read in this book. And it will be so interesting to you. I guarantee when you go back years from now uh-huh. and reread your starting journey and you're like, that is so cool. I was right on with that. Or, oh my Lord, there's, there was something wrong yeah, with me. <laughs> yeah. I needed some help, but now that I'm looking at my notebook, I, uh, I want to go get another one. <laughs> I know that's what I was it's telling so my husband. He was talking about, you know, journals and that kind of thing. And, uh, oh, I know what it was. It's, I, I like to do art when we're watching TV at night and mm-hmm. I have my glitter pins and that kind of thing. I'm a very artsy type person. And he's like, you haven't been doing that lately. And I said, you're right. And 
but I have stacks and stacks of of journals that mm-hmm. are for my art that I haven't even used yet. And I'm still thinking, oh, I, I need another one. <laughs> I need another one. No, right now I think I've convinced myself I need another one to start taking more um, witchy notes because I haven't taken witchy notes in the and it's been a little bit. And mm-hmm. there's another, there's another thing to say, like, if you fall, if you find yourself falling or lingering off of your path, that's not bad or good, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I've gotten, I'm not going to say quote unquote distracted, but I've been busy, mm-hmm. like so busy that I haven't been able to focus on my craft at mm-hmm. all. And that's okay. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to touch it every day to that's true. call yourself a witch, a witch. you know, mm-hmm. as long as you know, in in you like inside yourself and you know who you are and you're working on yourself. I think that's absolutely fine. Absolutely. You can call yourself, you know, a witch, not a witch, a practicer, whatever you want to call yourself, as long as it's to what you are. You know, this isn't in my notes, but a shadow journal is a great way to start looking inside yourself to figure out Mm -hmm. your path. That would be a great way to find your path is to start working on shadow, do shadow work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also consider your hobbies, what your likes, your dislikes are, what your talents are, your interests. Like if you craft, then, you know, take that into account when you're looking for your path. Are you going to want a path that is more hands-on? Are you going to want to make those jar those jar spells because it's a crafty thing you know think Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. are you interested Mm -hmm. in art like i am use your art supplies drawing painting do sigils in your craft i mean there are some beautiful i was i used to do zentangle uh japanese writing Mm -hmm. where i would do the outline of the japanese single symbol and then zentangle inside of them Mm -hmm. and you could do that also with sigils you know, you oh, could have a whole book just on on sigils and that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Are you interested? Interested? Wow, interested. interested. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sugar rush from the ice cream. <laughs> uh, are you interested in singing? Sing your spells. You know, I happen to like the rhyming ones, which some people find yeah, yeah. juvenile or <laughs> you know, not juvenile. It's not quite the right word, but not as I don't know. For me, rhyming is a thing, but other people think that that makes it less mm-hmm. important to them. No, I, yeah, no, it's, it's whatever, it's whatever works you. for you. So mm-hmm. sing it, you know, write lyrics for your spells, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sing to cleanse a space or attract things. Did you know that sound and music can actually be used to cleanse not just spaces, but also objects yep. like you can cleanse your crystals with it? all of that kind of thing. One of my interests that I'm now researching, and I don't consider myself a beginner, which is um, the sound bowls. What are they called? The, the, the music bowls. I don't, Oh, uh, I always I, have trouble coming I up know, with words in this podcast, but you know, I, the thing that goes with the thing and the thing yeah, and that and, and you do the thing with it. <laughs> you yeah. do the thing and it goes. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I do love, I actually, have and I haven't even I, I've looked at them, but I've got tuning forks that you're oh. supposed to be able to to align with each one of your chakras. Mm-hmm. 
you you mm-hmm. click it and you put it on your chakra spot and it's supposed to be amazing and i haven't had time to do the research to figure out how to do that but music is a is a very good thing to consider on a path that you might take yeah, for magic i hadn't quite thought of music like that which okay it was funny because I, I'm listening to my podcast and I'm behind a couple of uh, episodes. When I say my podcast, I mean the only other podcast other than this one that I listen to. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, the host was like, yeah, I can sing. So like she can match pitch. Right. And she mm-hmm. can she can match pitch. But it's like when she tries on her own, she can't. So it's not like she's tone deaf because she can hear that she's off key, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have never related to something more in my life than that's like what she was saying. Interesting. So I can I think I can sing. Well, I can't sing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but um I can match pitch, but if I try to do it on my own, I can't. So like, I have to have like, I'm pitchy, I guess. I think sound is very magical. You know, I, I've got lots of wind chimes out on my Oh deck. yeah, I love wind chimes. And the way they make me feel, it's a, number one, it's a windy day. So my aura is being cleansed when I'm out there. Mm-hmm. The wind, I love that kind of thing. But when, when they do their noise, it just makes me feel magical. So sound is something that if you're into that, totally incorporated into your magic. There is nothing wrong with that. Sound, yes, but my sound, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard you sing. We'll have to. La. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Okay, so. You know, early on, let's see, what what was I talking about? Sound. Oh, <laughs> do you enjoy? I know I, I'm sidetracked. Do you enjoy collecting stickers? Use stickers to seal your spell jars or you know, use them like sigils and stick them like to stickers. things. Yeah, that I how cool stickers. is that? I have a um, sticker that ha- sorry. <laughs> My brain's just going. I have a sticker that's a holographic chicken mm-hmm. and he has sneakers on. <laughs> Oh, how cute. It's one of my favorite ones. I bought it off of Etsy. <laughs> I love Etsy. It's amazing. Uh-huh. But yeah, you can buy stickers that relate to correspondences like color or shape or imagery and you use those in your with spell. A chicken and sneakers. You can. <laughs> Don't know quite what that would correspond to, but I love it's my possible. chicken and sneakers. Early on in our podcast, one of our early episodes was, you know, uh, what type of witch are you episode? Mm-hmm. And there are so many fun quizzes out there to help yeah. you try to see what kind of path, you know, I, I, you take those with a grain of salt, but they are fun to explore and it might give you mm-hmm. an idea of what you want to research. Yeah. Did you know that that phrase, take it with a grain of salt, it, it means to accept something while maintaining a degree of skepticism about it? about it being true. And in the UK, folks often use the phrase, a pinch of salt, take it with a pinch of salt, as opposed to a oh, grain of salt. I like the grain of salt. But a grain of salt is so teeny tiny. I could do yeah, a pinch. Exactly. So you take yeah. it with a grain of salt, you know. To Isn't like, that interesting? They think yeah. that 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 saying might've come from Pliny. I never can pronounce his name right. It's spelled Pliny, but I think it's Pliny. Oh, yeah. We had this discussion. Yeah. He (laughs) um, talked about 
using a grain of salt in some of his spells, although mm-hmm. he didn't call them spells, but he was a witch. That's just, yeah. he, he might not have known it, but he was. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there, here are some types of magic that you might want to consider. Light magic, which is a form of magic that is generally positive and love oriented. Dark magic, which is a form of magic that might use hexes or curses, might be, you might have a malicious intent to do that. There are people out there that prefer that type of of magic, and that's fine. Um, Spirit or ancestor work, that's working with spirits that are close to and ancestors of yourself, the Mm -hmm. practitioner. Energetic or elemental work. That's using the energies of the universe and crystals, for example, for healing or whatever your magic goal might be. Mm-hmm. Devotional magic, that's where you your practice revolves around uh, the devotion to a deity. Mm-hmm. Weather magic, using the weather for your work. Cooking magic or kitchen magic. That using cooking and and creating as your path, you know that could be a potion, potion based path. Oh. Uh, green magic, using greenery, herbs, gardening, and your magic. There are solitary, solitary magic or hedge witch magic. They they tend to perform small day to day domestic actions that make life easier both for them and others. Uh, mm-hmm. They've often focused quite a bit on the hearth and home. Another word for them might be cottage witch. Me. <laughs> yeah, they tend to partner with animals. So mm-hmm. they have a, an animal familiar off a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Astrology magic, that's where you use the planets and their relative positions to help you practice your spells and gain energy for your spells. There is fey witchery, working with the fey. There is eclectic witchcraft where you don't have any one specific magical tradition that you're a part of and you pick and choose from all the other ones, which I think mm-hmm. that is a definition that I am. I like elements. I'm very into the fire. I consider mm-hmm. myself a fire witch, a storm witch, um, kitchen witch to a degree. I do love cooking, you know, so I take the pieces out of what I like and make it my own mm-hmm. and no one else is going to have exactly what I have. Um, there are so many types of magics and, you know, you just don't have to choose one. You research them all and pick what you like. You are unique. So your magic is going to be unique. Yeah. There is also something which I had never really thought of this. It's called animism witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And this refers to the soul spirits or energy that may be tapped into by the witch. It's Animals, plants, natural phenomena, geographic features, and everyday objects that might be manipulated, their energies might be manipulated to the advantage of the practitioner. And I I had never really thought of that before. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've done your research and you found the different things that you like. So what do you do next? What, you know, where do I go from here? I don't know. Tell me. (laughs) Well, actually, what really, I found this little tidbit. It's a did you know very interesting to me. According to an analysis of studies done by Newsweek, there are apparently 1.5 million practicing witches across the United States as of 2018, which was a while ago. 
Um, wow. That means that they outnumbered the 1.4 million members of the Presbyterian Church. So there are more oh. witches than some established organized religions, uh, more wow. witches. Where, where is that 1.5, uh, 4, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9 <laughs> app for our podcast? <laughs> yeah, right. Come listen to us. Tell yeah. your friends, y'all. Um, <laughs> Often beginner witches will want to know, well, I, I need a, a real spell, quote, real spell. You know, teach me the real spells. Okay, so here's the thing. It's the intent that makes the spell. Yeah. So there isn't any wording that can be, quote, a real spell. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I, I actually found a great uh, a website that had a great quote on this. It said, Looking for spells when you haven't studied witchcraft is like looking at sheet music when you haven't learned how to play an instrument yet. Oh. And I thought that was so clever. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just pick up a, a spell book, read the spell, and expect it to work. There's a lot that has to, to go on yeah. before you get to that point. And a lot of people yeah. don't want to go through the work of getting themselves. No. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I get it. but but you, you've got to. Mm -hmm. So, so what are these steps to practicing witchcraft? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, as I said, there's no right way or wrong way of following your path. A lot of this stuff is going to come naturally to you as you go. Mm -hmm. Some things are going to feel uncomfortable or wrong. And this is your inner witch telling you that you're going in the wrong direction. It just feels off. So that is not your path. Take note of that. Mm-hmm. listen to yourself and say, okay, this might, I thought I wanted to do this type of magic, but it doesn't feel right. I feel uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. try something else. There are some foundational skills that you should work on before you jump straight into casting spells. You know, the spells aren't going to work if you don't do this groundwork first. Mm-hmm. So you begin by training your mind. Intent is key to witchcraft. So you need to be able to block out random thoughts and get, you know, yourself focused in order to get the results you're looking for. Meditation, at least for me, is key to getting my mind in shape for magic. Practice. It's not called practicing witchcraft for nothing. You mm-hmm. you you have to practice. It may take a bit to get your mind disciplined. Stay at it. Keep trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you can find guided meditations online or on YouTube. I found a chakra one that I still use to this day. It's, it, I've been using it for probably 10 years and I love it. It, um, you know, find one that works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, soon you'll be able to then focus your mind at your command. Right now, I mean, even still, I have a hard time without guided meditation to walk yeah. me through it. I am a very spastic um, o- OCD. Um, I-, I don't know what my problem is, but I'll sit You're down. You're absolutely right. I know I'm right. Thanks. But I'll sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And I'm, then I'm like, you know, do ghosts have teeth? You know, I mean, it's just my brain goes no, off. It's the same way. Like you have to be, I say, what's my saying? My brain's not working today either. Um, I can't think of the word that I usually say where I'm like, it just, I have to, it's like, I have to 
be in that headspace, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. no matter how hard I try to sit down and be like, yes, I'm going to make this work. If I'm not in the right headspace, it's not going to work. Right. You know? So like, it's not just one of those things where it's like spur of the moment and I just do it and it works. Like, it's not, it's not how it, you yeah. have to have a clear mind. You have to be able to like my, my whole thing is clear your mind, be in the headspace, breathe, and, and have clear focus on what it is that you want. And pay attention to what's going on when you can't. What is it about where you are that isn't mm-hmm. working? Maybe you need to move your space that you're trying to meditate mm-hmm. in or get yourself mm-hmm. focused in. You know, is there a TV going on that is cutting into your organization and your focus? Mm-hmm. You know, pay attention, which brings usually me to. Me, yeah, usually for me, it sucks. What? My socks overwhelm me. <laughs> Ren, listen. What does that mean? They're my socks. I hate, you know, I hate wearing shoes. I hate wearing things on my feet. Me too. But I always wear shoes and socks because I'm always out and about. And so I'm and at home. I whenever I whenever I'm agitated and grumpy, I always go, Am I wearing socks? And yes, most of the time I am. So then I take off my socks and I feel a million times better. That cracks me up. <laughs> Why? It's an oversensory thing. Like I'm oversensored and that's just that- how it is. Like I can't, I can't focus if, see, that's my, that's my thing that makes me oversensored or makes me not be able to focus. Your like socks. socks. Something as simple as socks because it makes me, I don't know. Okay, that's going into the title of this episode somehow. (laughs) That just blows my mind. They're so tight on my feet. And and then I can feel my toes. And then I don't like feeling that I have toes. (laughs) It's a whole thing. It's an over it's a sensory overload type of thing. And I love you. (laughs) And then and then after I feel my toes, I can hear everything around me. Like I can hear like my cat, like biting her toy and I can hear the TV and I can hear the squirrel outside. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) It's a bad thing. Because then you're distracted. Because I'm super distracted and like over-censored and I can't focus. Well, that, that brings me perfectly to the next topic is to become aware. Yeah. You know, just, and I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Just focusing your mind isn't enough. You know, self-awareness is our ability to accurately describe ourselves and understand ourselves. Empathy is our ability to accurately understand and share the feelings of another person. Mm-hmm. You know, intuition is a thing as well that goes under this becoming aware you know, hone that intuition. Intuition's the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being aware of the socks on your feet and knowing and that my toes <laughs> and your toes, knowing that that's uh, a trigger for you mm-hmm. is important. So learn your triggers. You know, yeah. is it is it going to be as simple as I need to move into the bedroom and sit on the bed because I'm too distracted in the living room? Mm-hmm. You know, the computer's there. Socks. <laughs> yeah, I that blows my mind. But yes, so become aware of, of mm-hmm. all of these things and mm-hmm. keeping that journal will help. Yes. Your will. So power of will is a skill that asks uh, that, you know, it helps you develop a strong mind. 
It is the mind that allows us to create and bring forth changes in ourselves to manipulate the energies around us. It's super crucial for that casting of a spell. Mm -hmm. So you need to work on your willness. (laughs) That's not a word. (laughs) Wow. I was going to say your willness. Your willness. (laughs) focus on your wellness. uh, Yes. But, but for real though, I mean, you need to work on your willpower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Familiarize yourself with the dangers of witchcraft. And I got a lot of this from the traveling witch website, which I've used her website before. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful website. And of course I will post it when we post this um, podcast, Mm -hmm. but you know, basic safety hazards. Work, you know, we work with fire, so Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. leave candles unattended. Yeah, know where your fire extinguisher is. Mm -hmm. If you're burning things, make sure you use a cauldron or some other fire safe dish. We've talked about this a little bit before. One of my favorite things to do is a fire safe dish is sand. Oh, you put, you put sand and then like, that's what a lot of people do with sage. You know, you sage, you want to put it out, you put into sand. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a very good one. I use my cauldron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's cast cauldron. iron. So yeah, I have like handmade bowls that I made that I know are fire safe and can mm-hmm. extinguish. And then I just put water in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of ways. Incense. If you're using incense, are, are, is the smoke deadly? Is it, you know, be aware of what you're burning because, mm-hmm. you know, the smoke could be toxic, could be deadly to your pets herbs, spells, ingredients, that kind of thing. Research your ingredients when you're casting Mm -hmm. a spell. Don't just look up, oh, the correspondences are, you know, happiness. Look at, you know, research what it is you're using. Um, If you're going to make it into a potion, you don't want to be drinking something if it's poisonous. Yeah. Yeah, You know, also think think about nature and your pets. What are you going to do with the remains when you're done? Are you going to throw it out the window and expect nature to be able to, you know, if you are, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if it's good, you know, safe ingredients, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to throw out something toxic that a squirrel's going to come and eat and then, you know, it'll kill it. So yeah. Yeah. Know know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you know the, the most toxic plant in the world is called the rosary pea. It is a bright red and black bean and it is, it has a bunch of uses. It's actually, you know, the maracas, it's uh-huh. the, it's the beans that are used inside maracas. Oh, and it's used a lot in jewelry. It's actually very common, common. It was at least commonly used in making rosaries, which is part uh-huh. of where it came from its name, rosary peas. Oh. But fortunately for the wearer, it's got a really tough protective coating. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, for the jewelers who are making it, if you prick your hand while working on one, you can die from it. <gasps> and they wow. have. Yeah. Wow. Why super, Why? super toxic. Yeah. Why use it? I don't know. I mean, they are really beautiful. You do a Google search on them. The rosary pea. They're very Not pretty. Beautiful enough to risk death. Yeah. Fascinating <laughs> to me. Um, using your athame or dagger, do you know how to store it properly? Do you know how to use it properly without cutting your finger off? Mm-hmm. Um, another basic safety thing, cleansing. 
Cleansing gives you the ability to remove any extraneous energies, positive or negative, that might be clinging to you or your space or your tools. And so then you can begin every spell, ritual, or magical practice with a clean slate. It can Mm -hmm. be quite dangerous to try to cast a spell in an area that is still contaminated by your prior spell. The magics might not, or the energies might not mingle well. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it is very, very important to cleanse. It's a skill that you will use regularly um, Mm -hmm. and it can prevent a lot of extra work and it can prevent you from going, why the hell didn't my spell work this time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it could, it could totally affect your ability to cast uh, a valid spells, Mm -hmm. a valid spell, and then use methods of cleansing that work for you. Like one of our patrons um, listeners, she doesn't like to use salt because of where she lives. It's dangerous to the environment. So she needs Mm -hmm, to find, mm -hmm. you know, and she's got a kid who's got asthma, so she can't use smudging. So, you know, she's got to find a method of cleansing that works for her, given her, her circumstances. Um, Warding. This allows you to create barriers and walls around your space to protect it from outside influence. You can think of this like uh, it, like locking uh, a door mm-hmm. to keep you safe inside. You know, I you do def- that. Yeah, you definitely don't I do want that really well. Random. Yeah, you. I am not. It, that is not a natural talent for me. That's something that you really actually well. come by naturally, and I don't mm-hmm. have that ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have to work at it. But you know, you definitely don't want random spirits or other people's emotions and negative energies wandering through your home and your magical workplace, you know, mm-hmm. whenever they like, you've got to protect your space. Mm-hmm. So putting up wards and maintaining them helps you keep your space safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Casting a circle is a kind of ward, and we did an episode on on casting circles, mm-hmm. um, but it is specifically used to protect your magical areas, your magical space. Yeah, Learn yeah. when and how to cast a circle, find a warding spell or ritual that works for you, um, you know, figure out what works for you. That's And yeah. that's another reason of using that journal. You know, mm-hmm. on this date, you write down all the details and then later you come back and go, well, okay, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I'm a very good person to ask, oh, how do you, you know, set up, how do you ward, you know, how do you create that barrier? Because in a sense, I've done it my whole life, yeah. you know, so you I don't, don't know how it just I don't know happens. how yeah. I'm naturally an empath. And I guess mm-hmm. at some point in my life, I was like, I can't take all of this at once in one room. And I was just able to do it. And I've been able to do it for a while. I'm able mm-hmm. to block out people's emotions and other yeah, so, uh, but things you can't that come teach, a knock game. You can't teach no. someone because I've asked I, you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I went, I can't tell you how I can just say, oh, I just think about it and feel that they can't get through. And that's what, you know, that's, yeah, that helps. Like, and that's a way, that's my way of setting up my, my boundary, apparently. That's interesting. I, I really need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Putting up wards and maintaining them, you know, it helps you keep your, I already said that. Um, grounding is the next topic. Yep. So this is a method of equalizing energy in your body. 
the whole point mm-hmm. of grounding is to make sure that you don't become over full of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brain, I always picture, you know, exploding things like, <laughs> like the alien movies where they come out they explode out of your stomach i'm like if you don't ground you're going to have this energy exploding oh. out of your stomach okay yeah. um it is important okay. <laughs> because many of the things that we do in our day-to-day lives and in our magical practice can pull our energy out of balance it can either leave us with too little energy where you just feel drained or it can leave mm-hmm. you with too much and you got little alien energy bursting out of your body. Yeah. Alien energy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this by grounding, we can rectify any imbalances in our energy so that we can perform magic comfortably and safely without throwing ourselves into chaos or the uh, places around us or our spells to go awry and cause havoc instead of the intent yeah. that we had for them. Yeah. So definitely try different methods until you find one that works for you and then stick with it and yeah. do it and use it. It's definitely a lot of like, like uh feeling go or yes. not go type of thing where yes. you're like, I'm going to try this. Ooh, that didn't mm-hmm. work. Let's not mm-hmm. do that again. Or I'm going to try this. And the, Oh, that worked really well. Let yeah. me keep doing it. And then you get better. And make note of it in your journal yeah. because yeah. like me, I, I'm like, which one was it that worked again? Yeah. Was it, <laughs> was it the alien or was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next thing is you need to know and work on is banishing. This allows us to forcefully remove entities and energies that we don't want in our space. Mm-hmm. Knowing how to banish gives you the confidence to be able to perform more advanced spell work, maybe summon spirits, uh, pursue your magical practice in the knowledge that if anything bad does come up, you'll be able to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely don't try. It can be dangerous to try doing more advanced spell work if you don't have this skill down path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you know, find a banishing spell that works for you and keep the materials for that spell on hand at all time. The Mm -hmm. Traveling Witch, this is mostly from the Traveling Witch website. She says she typically suggests that witches create a banishing kit for themselves so that, you know, it has everything they need to be prepared to do their banishing spell. And they keep it with them wherever they are, whether they're at home or out in the field, so to speak, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so that's what, what she says. She also says, you know, as to finding your path, she calls it a cornerstone. She said, a cornerstone is any practice that you repeat on a regular basis that gives your craft a kind of rhythm and structure. One very common example would be observing the lunar cycles. So holding your ritual on the full moon or the new moon that creates Mm -hmm. a rhythm and a magical structure for you within the context of your practice. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could talk about the moon for a long time yeah. based on that. Yeah. I mean, imagine the moon has been here for how long? <laughs> long, long time. Yeah. Uh, these practices can be done monthly, weekly, daily. Like you had said, you don't have to do witchcraft daily to be a witch. No. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us don't have time to do it daily. I yeah, wish that yeah. I did have time to do it daily. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I do have my altar right next to my bed now. I finally 
got it set up. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. The first thing I do when I wake up and sit up as I see my altar and it makes me so happy because I've got like right now mm-hmm. I've got um, different cards in it that mean something to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, for different times of the year, it, like right now we're coming into the lighter path. We're heading towards the the longest day in, in the mm-hmm. summer. And so I've, my cards that are there are all about, embracing the coming light and shedding myself of the darkness. And so that's the mm-hmm. first thing I see in the morning and it makes me happy. So it mm-hmm. is kind of a daily practice because yeah. it's there every morning when I wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency helps the beginner move forward on their path. And it helps mm-hmm. us that aren't necessarily beginners stay on our path. Mm-hmm. It may seem like that this is a whole bunch of stuff you have to do before you get to the juicy part of actually casting the spells, but for your own safety, for the safety of everybody else, you really need to discipline yourself before Mm -hmm. you try to do spell casting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It it was a while. I want to say two years into me, quote unquote mm-hmm. practicing the craft mm-hmm. if you will um to even cast my first one just because i mean i am a am wary and timid you know yes. like as, as you i mean person. i think that's a very good way to be yeah but it's, it's a responsible very, way it's to important be. yeah mm-hmm. so it i mean there's no rush to any i mean this. i think i'm trying to remember what my first spell was i think it was a jar spell because I felt more comfortable doing a jar spell that contained the, it was more of a focused spell than doing just sending it out to the universe type spell, which mm-hmm. can be dangerous, but mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that was what my first spell was, was a jar spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've always felt the energies around me, but the oh, empathy yeah. I have causes problems with me trying to keep my mind clear because I absorb the energy of animals and people and things around me. And so it is very difficult for me to reach that focal focusing point where Mm -hmm. I am comfortable that I'm not going to have something inadvertently come into my spell work. Yeah. It, It takes practice. Yeah, it does. It's, it's odd for me to hear you say that because if like, you know, I have those days where I walk into a huge crowd, maybe my boundary isn't as thick as it needs Mm -hmm. to be for that type of crowd. And I'm just like, Oh, a little adjusting there. And then it's gone. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that ability. You don't have that. And so it makes me sad that I cannot teach me, you know, yeah. Give you that knowledge because I don't even, I I mean, (laughs) the good thing (laughs) is that I am different than you are in that I do get my energy from people. Yeah. I am a people person and you are more of a loner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so the empathy, uh, I like to help people. And so I'm, always drawn to people and people are always drawn to me. I make friends everywhere I go. I go to a bar and I'm best friends with someone by the end of the night, just because <laughs> I can feel so much about them. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes me, that rejuvenates me. So, mm-hmm. you know, helping other people, but I do get overwhelmed. Yeah. 
And when I do, I don't know how to stop it. I don't have the ability that you do to put up the wall. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sucked in and I can't function until I have to be apart from people. I mean, there's sometimes as much as I love people that I don't leave the house for over a week. I mean, I work from home, so I'm lucky to do that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I just can't deal with other people. It hurts. It it's it's anxiety. And I do take anxiety medicine. So, you know, that's probably Mm -hmm. part of it too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But that's all we've got as far Mm -hmm. as beginner tips. There's, we could do probably several episodes on, you know, how do you cast a spell and, you know, how, how do you cleanse and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe we'll do that, but, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Any beginners out there, go, go research, start your own path. That's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, even if you, let's say you're not a big reader like me, Mm -hmm. um, which I do love. I mean, that's the one thing I love to read my witchy books, Mm -hmm. but if you're not, if you're not too keen on reading, go watch a YouTube video. Oh, for sure. Go watch TikTok. TikTok has a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I mean, the world, there's endless possibilities of how you can attain this information. Take everything with a grain of salt, as we said, um, (laughs) or or a pinch. A pinch. If if you're (laughs) in the UK. Yeah, a pinch. Um, You can find us at www.c3witchypodcast.com. Come check our uh, website out. Ren's been working on it. so Yeah, I think it. Oh, and uh, we have changed our logo. I don't know if y'all have decided, have y'all, have y'all decided, have y'all, wow. Seen, seen it yet. <laughs> have y'all wow. seen it yet <laughs> or even noticed, but we're pretty excited. <laughs> we are very excited about it. Um, on our website, you can find links to our episodes, you, which you can also find our episodes on just about any podcast uh, platform mm-hmm. that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, links to our social media. We've got Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. I think you said Twitter. Twitter. Um, yep. Be sure Twitter to check out our, help, but... our TikTok for sure, though, because yeah. we've been working yeah. hard on that. We've been yeah, posting we have. really fun videos, mm-hmm. drink videos, all kinds of fun things. So go go check out our TikTok. Yes. We're also working on our merch. We have both designed some fun t-shirts. Um you know, she's doing, Ren's doing some in her style. I'm doing some in my style so that you all can choose. Mm-hmm. There are some very, very cute ones out there. So definitely go to that, the merchandise page on our website and it'll take you to my store because we order, you order it through bats and bobbles, mm-hmm. Um, fun, witchy aesthetics, um, let us know your thoughts on all our episodes, uh, any topics you want us to cover. If you like the podcast, please support us. We, we can't yes, do this yes, without yes. you. Um, any amount that you give us would be wonderful. It would be a great help. You can find our Patreon link on the very first page of our website, or you can go directly to the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash C3 Witchy Podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to our existing patrons. You guys are amazing. Uh, We do try to do fun things for our patrons, special bonus clips, uh, free downloads, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Come support us. Become a part of our coven. We would love to have you. Yes. 
Be sure to check out my Etsy store. I have a lot of fun witchy things and I add more all the time. So come back often. It is www.batsandbobblesinc.etsy.com. Right now I've been working on pendulums. So any of you all who are into divination, come check those out. Um, There was something else I was going to say and I can't remember what it is. So... Thank you for listening. listening. Yeah. And we'll be back. We'll be back. Until then, stay with you. (laughs) Woo.